This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live at the Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto. This is Consignment Heroes. Our phone lines are open. If you're curious about an old coin collection you may have, or statues, or art, maybe some fine china, antique toys, sports memorabilia, maybe an old piece of advertising, anything you can think of lying around your house or that you own that you'd like to know its today's market value, you can call in for a free assessment. Again, our number, 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740. Here to offer you his expertise is one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Not bad. You found fame and fortune with other people's stuff. Some people see, oh, look, that's just an old uh, sewing machine. Who knows? And then you find the one that's worth 20000 and away you go. $20,000 sewing? Okay, yes, that can happen. It's a hypothetical. I don't think we've actually <laughs> okay. seen a $20,000 sewing machine, but... There's probably one out there. There's For everything out there that people collected, I've got one collector who collects spark plugs, okay, and what? fire hydrants. Oh, fire hydrants I get. I get you that. Get, uh, you get fire hydrants? Yeah, I would like an old fire hydrant. No, if you have no. a cottage or, you know, maybe a, a house in the King Street area, maybe you want a little accent piece. But suppose you have 116 fire hydrants. Okay, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Where do you put them? The reason I think he collects spark plugs is because they don't take up as much room. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there collecting is a little bit of... spark plugs? I could get that, too, because the technology's probably changed a little bit. You can collect anything. Well, he was talking to me last week. He says he was bidding. He says a, a spark plug was going for $120, and it was worth $500. <laughs> and I said, what? I mean, what's going on here? But Worth it to who? I guess there's another guy like him out there that's dying to have it, right? He says they're rare. And I says, yeah, rare. The only thing rare is the people who collect spark plugs. But yes, apparently, yes. he said $500. It was worth five. It was a good deal. That's $500 U.S. So, I mean, there's collectors for everything. Okay? Some guy right now, he's driving down the highway. He goes, I have an old spark plug. Is it? worth 500 bucks it came out of an old diesel an old cummins engine this is something that when i say i do, i don't know everything but i know people who know everything i have experts even on spark plugs and i would refer to this guy and say what are these kind of things worth because he was going on about how the the box and everything like that and if it's used and not used and and my eyes were glazing over i says okay i'm just filing this away <laughs> for some time later when someone asked me about a, far, a, spark, a spark plug, plug you got a spark plug guy now what a I contact. Have, I have a spark plug. And I, I should go on this week as well. Um, I apologize. I got to apologize. The last couple of day, weeks, days of this week. And we're going to be heading out again on um, Monday and Tuesday to the Kitchener and Hamilton Kitchener and London area. What are you apologizing for, though? Because I, I didn't get there last week. 
Oh, right. We, just, oh, well, we, were so- we had that woman calling with the old Jello packets. I thought for sure you would have been in your car and off to Cambridge. She was from Cambridge, right? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I apologize. I've lost her number. But, I mean, as, and last week I'm also we're going to head down to um, uh, Niagara and, and St. Catharines area. I think there's a, we're looking at one art collection. I think there's another person who called me about an art collection a couple of weeks ago. I'm just hoping that they call me back about it because there are actually some nice stuff in there. And but and we're going to be heading out to um, – there's two dollars I'm going to be looking at this week in a coin collection, mm. uh, probably up in the Peterborough area. I don't want to say exact areas because I don't want people to get uh, – Right, but if you're listening and you want to consult, this is a chance for you sort of do a tour and you can do some house calls along the way. So I, you're I off I to Kitchener and you're off to Peterborough area this week. Yeah, okay. and, and, and in-house last week we had – our art expert only – he's only by appointment, okay? Sometimes he's in my place doing an appraisal that day, but you have to make appointments on the art because he's, he's one of the top in the field. He'll tell you like this week – we're arranging to we're sending a piece of art to be verified down to New York, costing seven hundred dollars. But if it's real and we think it is, it's going to be worth between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. Seriously, and we have another one. We're almost sure it's going to end up being worth seventy thousand dollars. But we have to do the homework on. It. We want to make sure it is what it is. Yes. and it's it gets sold and stays sold. Yes, and the people get their money. But the most. I know we talked about, remember before Christmas, I was going to see a million-dollar painting? We yes. have a guy this week. I was talking to him last night, and uh, he might or might not, but we have to work on it. It might be a million-dollar painting. Wow. And I don't want to say who, uh, but it's if it happens, it's going to be a major thing. But we have to do the legwork on it. People don't pre- – they think you just come in and say this is – it's not like on TV where a guy comes in and says, that's worth a 1000 That's worth $10,000. Right. You have to sell it. That means you have to get the customer. It takes a bit of work. This is the dissolve edit I always talk about. You know when you watch a home improvement show, and everyone always loves the before and the after, right? They yeah. do that quick dissolve. That's like two months of work that in that dissolve. It doesn't happen yeah. like that in real life. Yes. A lot of noise, a lot of hammering inside. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They don't see anything because – Actually, hammering. Just boring. show me the before and after. I don't care what happens in between. Authenticity, all these sorts of things. No, but it has to be done. A lot of people don't realize this. And even the provenance on pieces, they want to know. And on, on important pieces of art, they want to know where they've been. And they want to know, I mean, that it's where it's been, um, who owned it. Yeah, because it adds value. Of like, oh, in the 80s, Paula yeah. Abdul owned it. Who knows? It's, it might add value. Who knows? Yeah, it works for me, but like. By the way, our phone our phone number, 416-360-0740. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio at the Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto. Whether you have old coins, gold, silver, statues, art, fine china, antique toys, comic books, whatever you have that you think might have value or some sort of special value, Paul Kenny can tell you for sure. Yeah. And also mention our store name. I mean, I mean the store number. Oh, the store phone number? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. After the show. Today, okay. you guys are closed for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, right? we're closed today. Yeah. Open tomorrow on Monday. The store is located at 10,341 Young, Young Street. Street. 10341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. And uh, you can have all your needs serviced there. Yep. Uh, to the phone lines now. Oh, we should talk very briefly that uh, we're, we're down a man today. Is oh, yeah. Bogart's at the police academy? What's no, happening? no, he's doing something to get his. He's, Bogart's very serious about becoming a police officer, mm. and he's widening his horizons because he can't seem to do it in Toronto. He wants to, he he wants to do work. He wants to work as a police officer. I can't 
I can't stop him. It's his vocation. Yeah, he doesn't want to be an antique archaeologist, eh? He wants to bust bad guys and work hard. He works part of it, but he's got more interest in that. So he's not here today. and uh, you got to follow your dream, man. He's, that's it. I follow my dream with the antiques. He's got to follow his dream. I can't, I can't uh, get, berate someone for that. Fair enough. Uh, Pat in Newmarket is our first caller. Pat, good afternoon. You're live on Zuma Radio. Thank you. I have a 200-foot ro- uh, uh, reel rather, in black and white, and it's the Kennedy inauguration to, through to the assassination. Now, was that? how did you get this? We used to live in L.A., we, okay. and we were down there, just went down there when it all happened. Okay. And we bought one. Oh, a copy. I oh, see. it's a copy. So it would have been bought from a, a store type of thing. It wasn't something you got uh, got out of the studios of ABC oh, no. or something like no, that. No, we bought it at a store. Oh, that's yeah. tough because all that stuff's on YouTube. We can watch it right now as we talk. I don't okay. know what the actual 8 millimeter copy value would be of the of the actual. Oh, okay. Probably 50 If you got it signed, it'd be great. But probably $50, $100 because someone just liked to have There are a lot of Kennedy collectors out there. Yes. Right. No, but I'm saying that the actual material, the content of it, first of all, it's hard to view. Not a lot of people have the ability to watch that. And, yeah. And it's, it's basically, uh, it's not publicly, it's like public content. But I mean, yeah. you can YouTube anytime and see all of that stuff, right? Okay. Yeah, it's not what you can do for your country. Not what you can do for your country, what your country can do for you. That's right. That's how Trump would do it. No, sorry. No. Yes. Well, I can't yes. retire on that, can I? You no, can't retire but you might... on it, but hey, it's not worthless. I was saying this last week when we ended the show. I was like, you be, you break people bad news. And they're like, ah, it's only worth 50, 100 bucks. <laughs> and I go, that's better than zero. Most of the stuff in your home is worth zero. Well, the garbage man does not drive around with a checkbook, okay? Okay. But what's important, though, if you've got this, is to tell your kids about it. And like I said, I go back to that. I remember talking about that locker. Someone paid for 20 years on a locker. It was worth fifty to $75,000. They gave their kids carte blanche to get rid of it, and the kids sold it for $2,000. You didn't get the second opinion, as wow. I call it. Yeah. It's, Quick I buck. can't. I can't over harp. I can't talk too much what, about getting a worth, separate opinion. This separate. could be worth a hundred grand. I don't got time for that. Well, Just give me a grand. I mean, I'm, come well, on. No, some people. But they didn't. They, they don't have the same. If as... You've you've lived with this stuff. You collected it. You know what it is. Sometimes your kids don't know, or they're when you're telling them, they're thinking about something else. And it's important because you have to. You want to get if you've spent all this time saving it, you should get the top dollar for it or a reasonable amount of money. But two thousand on seventy five thousand is not reasonable money, and that's why the second opinion. And it's, I've said it three times about the second opinion is important, or even a third opinion. Yeah, sometimes a third opinion. We always send people. We said, "Here, get it. If you're not happy, please get a second opinion." And and we're fair. We know what we're we're paying good money. Okay, Pat. Thanks for your call. Nice piece. Yeah, just might not be in demand in terms of hundreds or thousands of dollars. Our next caller is Linda in Scarborough or Peterborough, rather. Linda in Peterborough. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Not bad. What do you got? I have a United States. Penny, 1943. Yep. Not copper, though. It's made out of steel because copper was a strategic metal during the war. And we, and nickel was as well in Canada. We we used to have the nickel nickels, and they started making them out of tombac. They had the little V on, the little brown. And in the United States, they made the copper pennies uh, out of steel. And because this is what happens a lot with collecting. As soon as you change it a bit, everyone thinks it's going to be rare. And I get people bringing in hundreds and hundreds of these steel pennies. 
and they're actually worth less than the other ones. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because copper is worth about, there's about two cents in copper in them, in a, in a U.S. penny, and steel is $50 a ton. You have to have one heck of a lot of pennies. Mm. But this is this goes back to what you talk about collecting, is that it's like the last telegram. When When people think that it's going to be collectible, or if it has that sticker on it, collector's item, mm-hmm. and they put those aside, those are the items that don't end up being collectible. Remember we had that person who had... With the Jello box, yes, that didn't say collectible on it. No, but that that made my week last week when someone said they had unopened, they had two two boxes of Jello with the hockey coins on it. No one would think about collecting that, but there are people like me who actually want that. Hundreds of dollars of value, and I've yeah. been looking for that for I haven't seen one of those in ten years. Right. And, and we means, had her number, by the way. So we, if, I, if she's listening now, could you please call back and give us? Please the number call again? back and give us the number back. Thank you for your call. So, but interesting era, right? They had to change the content of a penny because of wartime stuff. Because right? of the war, yeah. But it, it, it just speaks for how people collect. It's like when everyone collected all the Royal Daltons and stuff, and now there's, there are people who collect them, but there's not as many people who collect them as people who have them. Right. And those, well, we've had people call in and say, I have the newspaper, uh, landed on the moon, JFK's assassination, Ronald Reagan's elected, I have all these... Yeah, those are all pretty well covered. You don't happen to have the comic book se- or the comic section from the back of those papers because yeah. that's worth money right now. Right now, that's a hot item. The yeah. market changes, right? Oh, yeah. No, we've got one comic book strip from 1938 worth about $5,000. Yeah, like if you have a rare 1981 Ziggy. Who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah, no, no. This is this is what people have to understand. It's And this is why I go into houses so many times and say, this is what I think is valuable. And I'll come along and I'll say, well, no, that item over there is what's worthwhile. And that's what say what people have in their attics and their basements that they have forgotten about, which when they're moving, they send the the junk man down to the basement yeah. and he just throws it out, you know, and it's like and this this hurts us a lot. It hurts me when I see this happen. You know, and then people and that's what the good stuff is. And and it's like we're coming up to garage sale season right now. And I don't know how many guys go around they drive around the whole city to garage sales looking for people who make mistakes, okay? What a way to look at it, looking for people who make mistakes. Well, no, that's what it is, and they'll bring them in to me. A guy came in yesterday. It was a garage sale. He bought a, a bag of coins. He said, I paid $5 for this, and I paid him 450 Whoo! So this is someone that should have got a second opinion. I'm trying to think if there's a way that we can help people, but I only have so much time in the day. I'd probably have to charge for it. But it'd probably be worthwhile before people have their garage sales because – especially if it's going to be a large one. If it's the regular dishes and stuff out of the night, out of the last five years, who cares? But if stuff out of the basement that's been sitting there all this time, they might need a bit of advice. And like yesterday – and I know during the year people are going to come in with records. Say, this guy sold me this stack of records, this comics. And, and we pay good because we're paying out to the different – and we call them pickers. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and they, they – they get up at 5 o'clock on Saturday morning or they'll go up at 5 on the Friday. They'll get up on on Friday because they'll see where the garage sales are and they'll try and go the day before, before other people in there just to get the early oh, deals. Oh, a preemptive purchase. That's not a bad idea. So you're saying some people are so on it that they'll see that Bob and Sue are having a garage oh, sale Saturday. They yeah. might even pop by Friday and say, let me let me have, uh, let me me have cherry pick here. Yeah, and that, that person should allow us to come over I'd probably charge for that and just say, here's what you should pay charge for these things. Yeah. And just, that I, would be the best way. 
it probably take as long as it takes me half an hour, and I just go along and say, "This price, this price, this price," and have someone follow me with stick them note. Garage no. sale upstreaming. What a market! I never even knew about it. So there, uh, look at that. Great. Uh, our next caller, by the way, is Evelyn in Brampton. Evelyn, you're live on Zuma Radio. Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. How do you got? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just, I don't know how to begin. I just have um, vintage records, 33s, uh, and gold pocket watches. Okay. Whoa. Three of them, which are, well, my husband purchased them 40 years ago. They were antique scent. I have no idea. One of them's a key wind belonging to some soldier in the war or something. Now, it'll all depend on who, sometimes who owned it is important if it was, if it was someone celebrity, but most of the time it is the watch. But if it's a Waltham and Elgin or ones they made millions of, generally the gold is what the price of, what's going to determine the price of this watch. Because I don't even know whether they work. (laughs) No, okay, I'm going to say this. I give this advice out. Anyone's got a watch out there, before you show it to me, please do not go out to a watchmaker and make it work. Do not repair it, clean it, or do anything. Because I've had people who will spend... $280 $280 to repair a clock, and I say, well, this is a $150 clock. And they say, well, I just paid $280 to repair it. Mm. I said, well, it's only $150, and it ain't going to go any higher. And that's retail. I, I, I doubt. I, I'd be very surprised if they worked. You well, know, they're so old, and they have never been, yeah. like, they've sat in little glass domes. Oh, now, this is going to be the, the dome that they're in is going to be worth money as well. If you come and see us. Kidding. Yeah, No, no. These are the watch holders. These are worth money. Oh, yeah. um, I'd like to see that. Um, if there's other stuff, um, well, anything to do with the war, the medals, um, maps, um, the badges on scarves. your uniforms. The uniforms. Like right now, we're celebrating uh, Vimy Ridge. Mm. Okay. Yes, I, now, I did have my father's. He was a prisoner of war from Ypres, uh, which is near yeah. me. And I did have all his medals but uh, for a while, but uh, his nephew has them now. Oh, great. It's, yeah, these so, should be would, handed down. I, I don't know what he'd want. I wouldn't want to ask him that. So no. I was more interested in the records. To, we, we have hundreds of them here. And okay. In terms all of the- old jazz records... Talking about the three pocket watches, do you happen to have any of the names or labels on any of those watches with you? Labels? Or, yeah, well, who made them? Elgin, Waltham, Hamilton. Would I? Would that be on the watch? Yeah. Generally on the watch, and that can help. And then it depends if it's a hunter's face where there's a gold fake, gold cover on it. They're, yeah, they're covered. Okay. And oh, the other three are, um, I'll just lift one out. They're on a little glass dome with a hanger inside. Those are The domes are generally worth between $1,500. And oh, I don't think so, really. It's just a piece of wood, really. Evelyn, you're off to a good start already. Well, I'd like the to see it. The container for the watches is okay. 100 bucks. Let's put it this way. They're between a dollar and a $100. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> no. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen him yet. So and Evelyn, not... don't negotiate against yourself, right? If he tells you 50 mm-hmm. to 100, you say, no, it feels like more like 600. Oh, uh, just a moment. I'll look at the one that has the open face. See what it says. They're so heavy. Oh, anyway. Wait a minute. If they're made heavy out of good. gold, heavy is good. I once There's bought a, a sterling Whitman? tea set. Ring a bell? Whitman? Whitman, okay. These are mainly going to be the gold weight on them. Oh, yeah. And, heavy, um, yeah. But if they're a 100, 150 gram, say a 100 gram watch is going to be uh, 
one so third a, like a gold. chain and a fob or something. Oh, do with... not separate those. Uh, the gold chain and the fob. Sometimes a fob can be as worth as much as the watch. Oh, really? This well, is things that. There's a lot of that. Okay, so you're looking at hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars here, possibly. Oh, no, no. Most gold watches are $500 to $1,000. She's got three of them, yeah. 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 And the other one is, like, you can't see the face, and I hesitate to try and open it. No, no, don't. Don't fix them, repair them, open them, or clean them. It has a, oh, it chimed. Oh, my God, it's chiming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a discovery. We're live on the radio. I have to, I have to, I was going to say, bring it close to the, the phone. No. <laughs> what you have to do is come and see me, and we can get your price on them. The records, if they're jazz and they're 33s, I'll have to see. It depends on the titles. Yeah. But the jazz There's between so 100. Many of them to make a, 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 like a list of them. What's the part of the city are you in? Brock. I'm in Brampton. I can come and see you if it's records, and if you've got a couple hundred records, yeah, I can come and see you. Call some me in the of them shop. Are like the Frank Sinatra, that kind of thing. But there's some old jazz records here, and they must be quite old. Well, it depends on the condition that they're in. Everything comes down to condition. But give me a call during the week, or you can call me at my nine zero six four seven two nine eight eight nine eight nine number, and I'm sure that I can help you. Okay. Evelyn, thanks for your uh, your time and your phone call. We're going to put you on hold because I think Sebastian Hearn is going to grab your info because yep. I think you're doing a sort of southern, southwestern Ontario tour yep. this week. Yep. By the way, we put the call out. We had a woman call in last week. We were talking about something like Jello packets yes. from the 1960s that are unopened and they yes. have hockey collectibles inside. She called in. You wouldn't believe. She made the Jello. She said it was delicious. Oh, no, no, no don't no. tell me She that. said give her a call. There's her number again. Don't lose it again, though. You know... Ben Mercer, you are a very mean person. Yeah, I know. I, I got a black heart. You I'm are a bad a man. Listen, you're uh, you're with Zoomer Radio. We're live in downtown Toronto. This is Consignment Heroes. We're in studio here with Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada. We will be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. I'm Ben Mercer in studio with Paul Kenny, and we are taking your calls to find out 
If you have something maybe of special value that you've maybe owned for decades or even generations, you can get a real market value of that stuff right now. You can call 416-360-0740. Now, once this show ends at 2 o'clock, if you have any other questions, you can always go to the store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill. Again, 10,341 Young Street. Or you can call the store. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our next caller is Bruce in Mississauga. Bruce, welcome to Consignment Heroes. How you doing? Very good, and you? Not bad. Great. What do you got? I have 110 silver half-dollars Canadian versions all before 67. Oh, well, then Paul's going to break out his calculator. He'll tell you to the penny what they're worth. Okay. I'm not too sure if the domestic value... Numismic value is better than the silver. I'm not sure. Um, if you have things like 48s, 47 maple, well, without getting technical, there are certain years. Yeah. Um, that, but yours, if there's no numismatic value, they will be um, 600. Today's price, I'd be paying 675 dollars. 675. Yeah, it's at 12.28 per dollar. Okay. And I'm just doing this. I did this real quick from what we were paying on Friday. If the price of silver goes up, guess what? I pay more. Price of silver goes down, I pay less. And by the way, it was down 50 cents on Friday alone. It could blip up on Monday. Who knows? Yeah. One other question I have for you. I have a typewriter. It's in cosmic. It's uh, it's, it's a religious typewriter. A religious typewriter? Yeah. It's devout? In God we type? No. It's caustic. It's It's like it's not English version. It's, it's, it's all the alphabet, all the alphabets, in something called caustic, and I have paperwork on it. Whoa! I would like to see that because, as a typewriter, um, there are typewriter collectors out there. Yeah. It's like we were talking earlier on. There's someone collects everything. Like I have a 1931 Royal as well. Uh, I had it checked. And I would have to, you know, something. If I come and see, or if you come and see me with the um, the, the half dollars and, and dollars are worth more. Okay. Um, that's that was twelve twenty eight per dollar. Okay. Um, if you come and see me, I'd like to see the um, the typewriters. Um, I I don't the know. Value, I'm the stumped. religious implications are it's so yeah that, that somebody will know. I just Some, I, who I, would know? <laughs> yeah, it's like I say I don't know everything, but I know someone who knows everything. Um, I'm going to need help with this one. Okay, and depends. Does it still work? They're they're pretty mechanical. They just. I have a lot of different collections. Like I also have a collection of Beswick china. Beswick china was very popular in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yeah. Not as much now, but you have a lot of the animals. I have about forty. Yes. There's still some of the Beswicks are still dry, giving some money. The Daltons have have really taken a nosedive, but some of the Beswicks, if you've got them and they haven't been repaired. Yeah, well, I stopped, they stopped making Beswick quite a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. But... And I'll tell you, I have a lot of different collections. Is there any chance that I could get you to come and visit me? Yeah, just give your number to Sebastian here. You're already going to Brampton. He's just in I'm Mississauga. To, I'll get things organized. I don't have organized enough to show you, but I have a lot of different collections. Just Sounds be careful. Like just be careful. You don't have to have them so organized, because some stuff I'll just say, I'll take a look at this, and I can actually see... Stuff in five seconds, and I can get an idea. Okay, this but, is great. You're doing a tour, meeting yeah. people. I love this. See if you, I'll put you on hold. All right. Uh, Sebastian's going to take your number. Okay. 
and I'm going to just throw him a pen right now. And uh, he's got one. And do and some we'll, road work. And we'll do some, and we'll come and see you. And the half dollars, if there's something numismatic in there, I will tell you, and I'll even tell you in advance. And I'll even hand you the book and say, here, you can look at the book and you can judge yourself. We are very transparent. We're not looking to hide stuff that I walk into your house and walk out with a 1921 half dollar, which just sold for $185,000. All the ones that are good. Do you have a 1921? No. Sorry, on that's bad. 1950s that are in excellent shape, like 1950 and 1952. Nope. But you're saying 21 would be the lottery win, is that right? As we talk about it, it's a lottery win, 1921. Yep. But it's like it's like with any lottery ticket. You can buy it. You can have it in your basement, your attic. But unless you check the numbers, you don't know you won, right? True. So this is what you got to do. That's why you need a person like us. We'll come and check it, and we'll tell you if your lottery winner is good. How's that? Sounds excellent to me. Thank Bruce you. Bruce and Mississauga, we're going to gather your information, and uh, Paul will be by. Uh, but do they, people who are having you over to their house, do you have any, what do you like, cookies and milk? Is it like a Santa no, Claus visit? What do you need? No. Just I, come in. Low-maintenance low guy. I'm low-maintenance. I take my shoes off. I try and be honest. I try and say, this is good, and I ask about stuff. I'll go up to the attic. I'll go down to the basement. Um, and I'm, I've seen everything. I mean, I've been in houses that haven't been occupied for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. And that's something. Well, and you go scary. to a lot of people's homes that are, you know, we don't want to use the word hoarder. It's got negative connotations, but certainly you stuff full to the ceiling, right? You think of, I think of a hoard. I don't, hoarding is. Ah, hoarders, you think of interventions and emotional problems, no, no, right? I think of large, vast collections because that's where, that's the person who's going to have the million-dollar card. That's the person who's going to have the $50,000 painting that they bought. Yeah, I'm not attacking $3. them. I'm just saying, you know, it's well, It just seems like it. No, no. I'm just saying some people go, oh, well, maybe. I know people that, uh, you know, some of them are older. They won't have people over to their homes because it's such a disaster oh. of 20 years of home shopping network and all this stuff still in the box, and they're too ashamed to have people over their house. These people, you know, it's a real thing. You know, so I'm, I've seen everything, and partly what I'm a professional. I'm here to help. Okay. Purely non-judgmental eyes. That's what we're saying yeah. when you come to the house. It's like if you go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't care if you're 120 pounds overweight. Right. He's there to save your life. Right. I'm there. I don't. I'm there to help people. But, for example, the guy with 150 fire hydrants, if he has just the pizza man over, he's going to think that guy's really strange. You don't see people like that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's the distinction I'm making. Okay, sorry. I if you came over to my house, I was like, yeah, I got uh, 240 stop signs from across the country. You're like, hey, I think maybe uh, sell one and pay for some therapy. I don't know. But that's not how you see it. Okay. Our next caller, by the way, is going to be uh, Bill in Port oh, Coburn. No. <laughs> Bill. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing? I'm told that you have 80 stop signs in your living room. Uh, no, not, not quite. Okay. Uh, just before I even start, that other fellow, when he said a caustic typewriter, he might have meant a coptic. Which caustic. That's what I thought he said. Cop no, I thought he said caustic. But oh, okay. Well, that's okay. what I thought anyway. he said. Okay. Um, when I uh, I turned 21, uh, oh, God, in 1967. Last week? <laughs> so for my birthday, I got 21 uh, of the silver dollars. Okay. Uh, so that's the last year of the silver, and, I, and it was in March. So I think they changed about halfway through that year, didn't they? Yeah, but the silver dollars were all made out of silver that year. Okay. And they are... But you're saying they they lowered the percentage of silver yeah. in 67? Okay. Yeah. 
They, um, so wait, are yours? So uh, the the when were yours from? Mine, you mine were in March, so uh, I got them in March. So that would be yeah. ahead of the the change to the. Yeah, but no, what happened in six? You know, you're correct that they did change the silver, but they didn't change it in the silver dollars. They made those out of silver right to the end of the year. Oh, okay. The quarters and dimes were eighty percent silver in the beginning of the year, and they made them out of fifty percent silver, and they look exactly the same. And but all of your dollars and halves are eighty percent silver, and this is where some places try and say that they're only fifty percent silver. They're not right. Eighty percent. So your dollar, they would be worth in silver approximately two hundred fifty-seven dollars and eighty-eight cents in silver. Is that based on the silver or the uh... just the silver? The sixty-sevens. This is like in you remember in nineteen sixty-seven they made those, and sixty-four they made the Charlottetown silver dollars. Yeah. Everyone collect. They made millions of them. Okay? Probably like my Olympic uh, coins. Yeah, they're only worth it for the silver. Okay. It's good that they're silver, and um, like an Olympic coin set has got thirty point two four ounces of silver in it. If you've got twenty eight of them, right. So that ends up being times twenty four point oh eight. We just do the calculations, times point eight five. You're going to get five hundred eighty two dollars. For, okay. a, for an Olympic coin set right now. Alrighty. And the gold in them, if you have the gold coin, they made in the Olympic set, they made a uh, quarter ounce of gold and half ounce of gold. It says $100. Don't ever trade it in for 100 I don't have any of those, unfortunately. Okay. When I, when I was a kid in, uh, and I, I spent a few years in Vancouver, and at one particular time uh, over at the local Legion, uh, Rocket Richard was there, so I went over and got his autograph. Nice guy, isn't at, he? Wasn't at that he? particular time, uh, it was uh, he. He was a, a rep for uh, Dow Breweries. Yep, yep. In the off season, so the card that that he had, which it, it was signed already, but I got him to sign it on the back. It's a it's a Montreal uniform without the C H on the front. Yep. The guy so it was a uh, you know. Is that worth anything? Richard's autographs were about seventy-five dollars. Okay. He was a and nice a, gentleman. Uh, signed on his card, though, is it, it change anything? A little, a little bit, bit more labeling, no? No, because he signed a lot. Um, he, then at the same time, uh, there was a fellow there, Chief Dan George. Do you remember Chief Dan? Oh yeah, George? the actor, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Now that's a more of a historical uh, autograph, uh, and actually, there was him and two of his. Uh, uh, they were either his brothers or his cousins, and they were all in their regalia. Mm-hmm. And I happened to see Chief Dan George's autograph on a, an eBay site for, looked to me like a lot of money. I didn't know whether you got into that stuff at all. No, we do autographs, but on eBay, you're allowed to put whatever you want sure. on it. You can put a whole big price on it, but it's what it act, we call the never-never plan, what it actually sells on. There's what they offer to the public at and what it actually sells at. And some people sell too cheap, but most of the time, like, Chief J- if someone's got, like, $1,000 on that, that's too much. Well, and some people look to juice up the market by making bogus posts on eBay, and then they go to the local pawn shop, and they go, look, there's three on eBay for this, for $1,000, and none of them are selling. And a lot of people go, well, yeah, that's not, that's, it doesn't show the sale price. A famous um, Toronto like a Maple Leaf. dump. Huh? Like a pump and dump. You pump yeah. up a market, and then you dump, yeah. Oh, yeah, but do you know who's very famous for... And uh, you know George Armstrong from the Maple Leafs? Mm. His autograph's worth a lot of money. George he, Armstrong autograph. he does not like to sell. He does not like to sign. Oh, okay. So okay. grumpy guys go for more. Okay, I good. once, uh, I had Johnny Bauer as a guest. And Johnny is this, Johnny, 
I got all these Stanley Cup programs and stuff, and I got the whole team except for George Armstrong. So can <laughs> you get him here to do a show with us? And Johnny says, you want to get me killed? Really? He said exactly in a, in a nice way. Okay. George, Johnny so Bauer is the nicest guy in the world. Nicest, nicest guy in the world. Okay. One time I, a guest wouldn't show up and on short notice said, Johnny, can you help me? Uh, I think it was Pat Borders was didn't show up. He stiffed me on a show. And uh, <laughs> no, and they, no, I'm just saying. Let's hope we get that name right. You're like, I think it was. Pat, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, good. it was. It was. I'd hate it if it wasn't. He just sort we of advertised. Him, but... He didn't. No, he didn't. Um, and no, because the new guys don't have any respect. But Johnny and guys like John Beliveau and these old time hockey players were dreams to deal with. Okay, and I remember him just saying, "Yeah, I can. Tell, I'll fill in." It was like two days' notice. Yeah, Johnny says, not a problem in the world. Wow. He says, I'll give you some money to the church and, and just take care of him. And, we, and he was just nice, some of the old-time guys. And like you're talking about Morris Richard, his autograph would be worth more because he's an icon, but he signed a lot. Mm. If you went up and asked him to sign something, he would sign. And he had a very legible, nice autograph. It got a little shaky in his older years, but it was a nice, straight autograph. And this is what makes a bit of a difference. It's still a nice memory. Well, yeah. it's $75, but, you know. Again, I would say it's not zero. I mean, no. that's a lot of these items you presume maybe the cost of going to the dump yourself or paying to have it removed, and some, you know, not zero is positive as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay. Uh, we are going to take a quick break here on Consignment Heroes. We're live at the Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto. I'm Ben Mercer in studio with one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny. Bogart's away this week. We'll be right back. Okay. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over 100 vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 30,000 square feet of it, selling antiques, collectibles, and the kind of neat stuff that Paul and Bogart love so much, they've been one of those 100 vendors for 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Grand Avenue and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item you think might have some special value, you can call in and have an expert on stuff okay. tell you what the numbers are. And uh, we should also point out that if you miss the show, you can go to our website, Zuma Radio, and you can find past episodes and find other things that we've discussed. And see if I contradict myself. I usually tell us. I, I see the same. You're going to be audited? What happened? What you, last no. week he said my stamp was worth 200. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Back to the phone lines. We got some work to do here. We've got uh we're going to go to Debbie in Kirkfield. Debbie? Hello there. Debbie from Kirkfield. Sorry to leave you on hold there so long. Welcome to the show. You're live on Zuma Radio. What do you got? No, Thank where's Kirkfield? Kirkfield, yes, the wee town. And I have uh, many items, being a boomer. Love your no, show. Love we literally want to know where Kirkfield is. Sorry, you oh. were serious about that, right? Because you're yeah. planning a road trip. <laughs> where is Kirkfield? An hour from Peterborough. 
Oh, okay. God's country. Okay, thanks. Okay, what kind of stuff do you have? We're on the Trent Canal. I have a postcard that my grandfather brought back. He was fighting in Vimy. Okay. And uh, it's a picture of the ship he would have been on, RMS Olympic, sister to Titanic. Okay. This one is woven in silk. The picture in the middle of the postcard is woven in silk. There's yellow steamship pipe chimneys. Yeah, they were popular uh, right before, yeah, about that time period. Probably um, a real photo would be better. Because I got a real photo on another postcard, which he brought back with his trip to France, uh, HMS Olympic. They don't call the RMS at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, Black and white, uh, made by Danbridge, or Danbride. Okay. A I lot of people up. collect nautical stuff, um, uh, postcards, things from ships that sunk. Um, a, ship, a postcard like this is probably, silk's probably between 10 and $15. Oh yeah, that's not a lot, not a ton. Real photos, is, and we talked. We I'm going to be seeing some postcards this week. What mainly happens with postcards is we want to see real photos of small town Ontario or small town Europe. Um, oh, if good. he has I have a those two from mine, pardon? I have those from Kirkfield. Kirkfield would be a Main Street. Kirkfield would be Mom an Mackenzie, would be, the railway king. That's yeah. where his house was. Yeah, well, that's what you want. Those kind of postcards are worth money. Where your right. Happy Easter one or Merry Christmas uh, with a nice scene on it, it's, it's nice to give them away. But, but the people who collect, they like scenes. They want to recapture right. our childhood at vastly inflated prices. Oh, good. I'll start looking through my hoard, uh, which we don't do. And I, okay. I have oh, one more thing that I should mention to you. I have the jello discs. Are they worth anything with the carousel and a booklet that explains what the cars were? Uh, now, is it cars or planes? The coins for the jello? Yep. No, oh. but of the cars, they made a number of different. The hockey are worth the most. The oh, cars were the, the first. Yeah, the cars they came out with, they even came out with monkey coins. Um, they came out with uh, the full set sells for between 80 and $120. If you've got the booklet, it's always better. And you have to have the handles on the, on the, on the, um, the carousel. Now, the thing about that is a lot of people don't have the carousel because back then that cost a quarter. You had to send in a quarter, 25 cents. And I don't know, it probably cost two wow. cents to mail it back. And they would send you the carousel hoping that you fill it. That meant you had to order 200 packs of Jello, okay, to make your set. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but the good thing about this. I bought this myself. Pardon? I bought this. Yeah, and Jello, like I'm, Ben was saying, someone ate the Jello. Jello is probably good. A pack from 1960 probably be still good today. I don't know. I don't know what Health but Canada would say ones, about it. But the hockey coins are worth up to a thousand dollars. Some of them. Oh. Now, not 1960 and 61, but they came out. They had so much success with the cars and planes. They also had ships. They had dog sets. It was something they put into into different products. Yes. Okay, and anything like that. Two things I'd like to have: the Jello box. Or if it came out in potato chips or something like that, or like I say, or if they're still in the packages, because they used to put them in little cellophane packs. First thing oh, you got cool. when you open it up, you take it out of the cellophane, throw the cellophane right, away. Right, so unopened would be valuable. The cellophane doubles the price, a piece of cellophane. Wow, Jello collectibles. They're I, very collectible. I'm just, I'm shocked that it's a whole market and everything with like yeah. hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars of value. It's crazy to me. Mr. Peanut, people. People, Coca, you've heard of Coca-Cola, right? 
Yeah, I think I've okay. might, maybe once or twice. Yeah. Well, it's around the world. People, early Coca Cola stuff is extremely collectible. Oh, the yellow and green signs sell for tens of thousands of dollars I know, or whatever. But you, yeah. got, but you have to know the difference between the fake, I mean, the, the newer reproductions, mm-hmm. and the old stuff. And that's why we come in and help people. Okay? So on, um, we have the Coke. What? Oh, what happened there? Nothing? Okay. Oh, on, I was looking up, sorry, because we had a postcard from the Olympic. Obviously, oh, okay, the two okay. sister ships to the Olympic were the Britannic and the Titanic. Obviously, they didn't, they didn't last very long. No, they if were you had a postcard, quickly. I don't even know what a postcard from the Titanic is worth. That would be auction material. She has one from the Olympic, but it was around for a while. It was retrofitted yeah. and refitted and all these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. but people collect them, and anything, uh, postcards are collectible, and ships are collectible. So when you have a cross between two collectibles, it always gives better prices. Okay, I see it. double time. Phones are okay. jammed. We're, okay. we're getting lazy here. Let's go to Ben. Betty in North York. Betty, you're on Consignment Heroes. Hi. Uh, I have a general question. Yep. Um, in terms of uh, stuff from occupied uh, Japan and occupied Germany, I have a, uh, some small figurines from both. Okay. I have a tray from occupied Germany, and I, I'm doing this from memory because I have... It, says you, it should say U.S. Zone Germany on the back yes. and occupied Japan. Yes. Okay. And the tray is an interesting tray because it has this gorgeous, gorgeous print in, in like, aluminum or, like, shiny, sort of like a hunting scene, and it's sort of etched out. I'd have to see this. Um, you can bring it in. Uh-huh. But the, the, what happened was Occupied Japan was made from about 1945 to 1951. Uh, U.S.-owned Germany was about the, the last couple of years yeah, after the, the war. Yeah. During the rebuilt years. And they had to market as such because there was backlash in the United States. Because if something said made in Japan, an American citizen, because we're at war with Japan, would not buy it. Mm. Okay? Even though – so that's why they said occupied Japan. So they knew that it was made with, in Japan after the war. And the same thing with the U.S. zone. Interesting so, labeling. Okay. So if you have an item that says occupied Japan, now you know the explanation. If you're, if you're, if I want to know when did they get rid of that. About 1950. Oh, okay. So, so a short era, yeah. Yeah, for five years. But if your father was killed in the war in Japan, you're not going to be buying anything Japanese. Fair enough. Just think about it. You know, just that's just how it is. You know, so it's more of, to get it so that it could be sold in the United States and Canada and the Western, you know. It's just pl- political. So we have some trinkets here from trinkets, Occupy Japan and Occupy probably, Germany. They were collectible in the 70s and 80s again. We're probably talking anywhere between five and $200. What's mainly collectible is some of the deco stuff. It depends on the figures or if they're clown ladies and stuff like that. They can be good. I'd have to see them. Joan in Toronto is our next caller. Joan, you're live on Zoomer Radio. How are you? Hi, fine, thank you. I have a book that was written. It's, the title of it is Life and Voyages of Columbus by Washington Irving. And okay. It's a Is he the Sleepy Hollow guy? From no. A collection from Herbert Strang's library. Okay. Oh, it came from Herbert Strang. Okay. And it was, it's by, it's an inside the book. It says London, Henry Froud, F-R-O-W-D-E, Potter and Stoughton. That would be the publisher. Okay. And say, say, this is the life of, this is probably about 1893. Okay. No, I don't know. Was it that it'll have a publishing date? A lot of stuff was done. It doesn't during... have a publishing date. Okay, a lot of things like this. Were... Try to think. Who's the author again? The author is Washington Irving. Oh, yeah, that is. The, I'm yeah. not wrong. That's the Rip Van Winkle guy, right? He also did The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy. 
Ben's better read, read than I it, thought. Okay. Check. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Heard of him? Heard of him? Okay, sorry. I don't know everything, which I'm being proven a lot today that I don't well, know everything. a lot everything. of obscure stuff coming up. Cool stuff, though, that's for sure. Well, no, but that's the best stuff. A collection of, of books. Um, Robinson Crusoe, Tales from Shakespeare, The Coral Island, Little Women, Tales from Hans Christian Now, do they have the dust jackets on them? And there's a whole bunch of others. Yeah, now, do they have the dust jackets, or are they just leather-bound, or how are they? This one does not have a, a jacket on it. It's, um, I don't know whether you would call it leather or not. It's old. You see, <laughs> what it comes down to with these books is whether, if they are uh, first editions, and if they have the dust jackets, or if they're later, because some of these people, if a famous author, they'd keep on public publishing and publishing and publishing because that's how they made their money. Mm. If it was, and if some, or if someone... The only thing that makes it sometimes a little bit better is on later edition. If some, a certain artist was the uh, did the etchings in it, like Gustav Dore or something like right. that, right? Another crossover type. Yeah, of another thing, crossover. Right? Yeah. Okay, but I'd have to see these. And you give me a call at the store, which is nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. Or you can visit the store yeah. as early as tomorrow. You guys are back open on Monday. It's at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street. That's on Young in Richmond Hill, just north of Major Mac. Our next caller is going to be Chuck in Oakville. Chuck, you're live on Zuma Radio. It's Consignment Heroes. How are you? Good. How are you? Not Good. bad. What do you got? I've got astronaut autographs. Okay. Uh, I've got a uh, couple of Buzz Aldrin's. Mm. Okay. I've got a uh, Neil Armstrong uh, who signed beside his section of the book that was called All We Did Was Fly to the Moon, and that was signed by the author as well. Okay. Is Buzz Aldrin the guy who punched a guy out because he was denying the lunar landing? Yeah. Yeah, it was Buzz Aldrin. Have you seen this video? No. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like 10, 20 years ago, and... Uh, you know, one of these conspiracy theorists, he's got Buzz oh, yeah. Aldrin at a public event. He's like, you, you know, it's it's all fake. It was done in a studio in L.A. or whatever. And, he, he, you know, Buzz Aldrin, I think he's there with his wife. And he's just, he's had it with this guy. He's in his face screaming at him. Yeah. He just clips him. Just, just doesn't like lay him that. out, but he does punch him. I'll call it up while you're talking. But anyway, got some astronaut autographs. If they're real, no, they have to be verified, like on checks and stuff. But Buzz Aldrin's around two to $300, $400 item. Um, really? It depends on sometimes what the item is. A gentleman called me three, four months ago. He had him on a menu where he was at a, at a function, and that can be a lot better, okay? But you have to be very, with the with the astronauts because there are a lot of people who have yep. done them and of less, they're not as uh, good as they're supposed to be, I guess. Um, I'd have to see it. They can be okay. verified, and uh, we can go if it's on a photo, photos are better if it's framed up or on a book, you know. Mm-hmm. But his autograph is all over the map, between $100 and $500 for Aldrin. For okay. okay. And depends. If you've got all three, if you've got three on one, it, it, it ends up being a better piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd like to see that, and you can give me his call now. And if you decide you don't want to sell it, we can help you verify it. Okay? Well, yes, I'd like that done. I also have a uh, Gus Grissom, and, of course, it was 50 years ago that uh, Apollo 1 disintegrated on the pad. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, John Glenn just got buried, buried this week. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the phone call. Thanks. I want to get your reaction to this. This is here. Astronaut Buzz Aldrin punches reporter. This guy, I think, was denying the lunar landing. You're going to see Aldrin right here. You're going to see a nice, a solid right hand come up right here. There you go. Do you see that? 
Wow. See him there in the blue suit? That's a heavy right hand from an older guy. He's got Look some gray that. hair there. He just, he's, he's not a happy He's cat, pretty but... patient with it. I mean, this guy's, you know, a conspiracy yeah. theorist shouting in his face for four or five minutes. And uh, I guess finally that was you the final something. straw. I don't like violence, but good for you. Okay. <laughs> Our next caller is Stephen in Toronto. Stephen, I'm told you have a stamp collection. Good afternoon. Yeah, I never hear you guys talk about stamps at all. Uh, we do, and it is a case of you have to bring them in. We have one guy that okay. does our stamps for us. They generally, I don't like disappointing people, but if it's something out of the last 50 years, they're generally not good. Uh, we have one guy who will go through, do the stamps. Um, if there's anything good in there, He'll tell you. He, he picked out, we gave him a collection. He picked out a $400 stamp for a gentleman. Uh, this is about three months ago, okay? we oh. need This has to happen. I don't know enough. You say there uh, is a, a, an era where there is money, though. Yeah. What is that? You, you've said it in years before. It's like 20. Are they, if your stamps are pre-World War II and even pre-World War I, much better. Okay. okay? Anything, out, after, anything after World War II, it's tough slogging because they made a lot. It's, it's how governments made their money, you know. It's... Uh, uh, supply and demand issue, yeah. Supply and demand, and, and most people collecting had more money to put stuff away. If you've got stamps from China from 1908, when it was, the country was very poor, there wasn't many. There's a billion people in China, but there wasn't that many stamp collectors. Right. Or in England, they have stamp collectors all over the place. Stephen, you got anything hot that we can discuss? Have you got something like 1910 or anything like that? Well, I have stamps from Serbia. Okay. Uh, I had a... Canadian stamp, uh, 1898, that was for Christmas. Uh, uh, these I'd like to see. 1898, nice. Yeah. Okay, no, no. Then, then you, This is worth making the trip to uh, our store at oh. 10,341 Young, you oh. know, and just come on in and see us. I want to actually say, because I want to bounce around, we also do costume jewelry because we do the gold and silver. Everyone knows we do gold and silver, yeah. and they leave their costume jewelry at home. We have we have an art expert on staff, and we have a costume. Ju- we have a jewelry expert, and costume jewelry can be worth a lot of money. And a lot of people forget about it, or they sell it in a garage sale by the bagfuls. Yeah, and those people bring it into me, so we do get it, okay? But I want people to know, and we also buy silver plate, as well as the gold and silver. And we do the. Someone asked me this week, do I do furniture? And I says, is it antique? And they said, yes. We anything that's in the house, we do. We're here. To help. <laughs> I can even help you, Ben Mercer. Oh, it's, I'm, and I'm Sebastian a doesn't it's need It's easy help. to help me. Uh, you've been listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Uh, uh, Paul Kenny, you can find him at his store, 416. Sorry, I'll give you the 905 number. This is the store number, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. Uh, that's 905-737-4653. And the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. And, of yep. course, it sounds like you're going to be on the road this week, meeting and some of the people. And I'm going to visit Southworks this week. There's big stuff happening. That big antique mall in Cambridge, uh-huh. Southworks, I'm going to go there this week. A lot of interesting stuff going there. People should visit it. Okay. I was going to say, I will be disappointed if we don't get the Jello update, right? She's in Cambridge. Gonna, She's in Cambridge. I'll You're be, her. We'll be taking pictures on the wall with this next week. Sebastian Hearn, thank you so much, and have a great afternoon, everybody. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.